It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theater, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And Murray, who is a maniac, maniac on the floor. And he's dancing like he's never danced before. Hey, Murray. Yo. So with the introductions out of the way... Let's rage on and dance and dance. Well, thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. All members get special episodes and content only for members. And all members that sign up will get a limited edition Film Rage merch item. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a terrible movie for us to watch and we will do that. Thanks to all our listeners from all over the world and to the greatest of all Britons, the Great Britain, who's still our number one listening base for this month. Thank you. Jolly good. Hey Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadows Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Now it's time to really dance, Marie. Dance like you've never danced before. Because you know what? Like a maniac. Streaming. We've been streaming, and we've been streaming, and doing well. Streaming, Jim. Even Murray did some streaming on the weekend, unfortunately. Streaming. <laughs> ha! Ha-ha is right. Ha uh, is right. Arr, we could be pirates. I third that. Okay. <laughs> Are we going to make a rule here now? I think there's a rule coming. There's a film rage rule soon to be made. <laughs> oh, shudder. Dum dum. <laughs> With your dum dum. It's a it's a US production from Shudder and we all know what that's probably going to mean. Now, don't get me wrong. The foreign productions from Shudder are fantastic. Super fantastic. Like beyond super fantastic. Like beyond super fantastic. But for some reason, North American... Well, let's talk about it. No. It's U.S. and Canadian. Yes, U.S. Canadian. U.S. and Canadian dum-dum. Okay, so we're talking about the scary of 61st. The scary of 61st started, and I was encouraged by the cool grittiness of the opening sequence, and then the actors started to, live, to deliver their lines. 
and I realized that this was total crap. As the undercooked conspiracy theories gave way to poorly executed bits of what I can only assume were comedic attempts in combination with a very poorly executed and rather incompetent final act, this left me wondering what the point was. It is overstuffed with many ideas. And you would think with all of those ideas, there would be at least one insight. But alas, there was none. Bad acting, bad script. Whew, made this film come across as amateur hour. Or I guess in this case, it would be amateur hour in 21 minutes. I would imagine that at some point, director and actor Dasha Nekrasova was telling someone about this idea for a movie. I picture her describing a film about a couple of 20-somethings renting an apartment that was apparently used by Jeffrey Epstein to abuse girls. And then they would find an ominous tarot card. And then it would be and then it would spiral into a bunch of theories about Epstein's apartment. Which Sounds in, awesome. Which includes his apartments being five blocks apart. So of course, that must represent a pentagram. It is at this point that I wish that whoever she was pitching this idea to would have told her, that is really dumb. That's a dumb idea, and you should not make that film. But apparently that never happened, which eventually led to me watching this conspiracy thriller that was all conspiracy and no thrills. This was a rage. Oh, baby. You know what? One of the things that I missed the most after our epic episode last week of severe rage was us agreeing on a movie from moment one i'm like the acting needs three months of acting coaching and then a budget for sound mix although the music is canned and ultimately okay the entire sound and and music mix is not good but then once the three months of acting coaching was complete then they should have interviewed again for the cast to see if they would have still made out the same way. I'm guessing they probably wouldn't have. Then there's the dialogue, pacing, direction, shaky camera work, and effects. Yeah, they were all bad. But there was a shining light in this movie, and that was the condo layout. In set design, set design was cool. I mean, after all, having a bedroom that goes into another bedroom, that's cool. And the evil promiscuity, for lack of a better word, was surprising and interestingly not good either. But ultimately, the demon-whoring, ghost-busting, sexuality, deviant mystery as a genre was quite possibly the most conveniently contrived and terrible thing Shudder has put on its platform. And not to try and quote Bryce, because apparently that's impossible. But this was made in North America. (laughs) Not the North America shared with Mexico, but the one only with Canada and the US. It just needs to be stated again. Perhaps Murray will also mention this. So for per the course, it's a rage. Yeah. And I do have some one thing to unpack and we'll let Murray go first. <sighs> 10 minutes into this film, I realized two things. First, I already saw this. (laughs) It was one of the 125 films I previewed last summer for the festival, and I remembered it. That's that's unfortunate. Second, it's even worse the second time. (laughs) 
There's a reason why no decent film festival would accept this garbage. It's unwatchable. I honestly didn't know who Jeffrey Epstein was, but apparently this film was in really bad taste in exploiting that infamous case. Yeah, it was. I can't even come up with five words to describe it. Just pure crap. Rage. How many words was that, Bryce? Three. I couldn't even... Doesn't even deserve pure five. Crap. No, pure rage. crap, rage. That, that that's sums three. it up. That's, that's actually yeah, really that's, good. Yeah, that's good. That's not bad. Doesn't even deserve five words. No. So the only thing I really wanted to unpack in is what the fuck was this movie? Like, I don't get it. That was um, that's all I it wanted. It was a to film say. festival reject that Shutter bought for probably pennies. It was just bad. Yes, it was. I don't like it. It was the poopy. It was, I super, tee it, up? it was super poopy. Super poopy. Well, let's talk about something that's not so yeah. poopy. Rage! 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 All right, there you go. All right. We got to see Lucy and Desi on The Prime. The Prime. And it's directed by Amy Poehler. The Amy, Amy Poehler. The Amy Poehler. I know. She do TV stuff? She does do TVs, and she does movie stuff. Uh, stuff. But, you know, you can... She's in Game Night. Yeah, she's in Game Night. She's in uh, she's in she, Sister Something with um, Liz Lemon. She's in a bunch of she's in a bunch Are of movies. Are you sure? <laughs> she she's in a bunch of movies. Game Night with Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Ah, close enough. Pretty sure she wasn't in that. She was in some uh, Tina Fey crap, I'm sure of that. Don't you, you what? You take your m- words back wow, in your mouth. Just saying, you talk about my Liz Lemon that way. That movie where she was like the, the the person that was funny. Yeah, that's her thing. So can we talk about Lucy and Desi now? Okay, I guess. You can feel the love that Amy Poehler has no in the film as it unfolds. This film in my opinion, does a great job of taking these two icons of music, film, and screen and letting us fall in love with them all over again. I loved and laughed again at all the scenes from the amazing show that this is all the center of attention. Seeing this doc brought back nothing but positive memories of sitting around our household, watching our black and white 16-inch tube TV. Yes, that's how old I am. How old are you, Jim? I'm super old. I always knew how great and influential Lucille Ball was, but seeing all the first that both of these amazing people were um, as they brought television to a whole new level was a real treat. I was always a big fan of The Lucy Show and her career and also the band, The Lucy Show. Uh, This is a love letter to them, both for fans of the show. Uh, I, I feel people that as they watch this they they'll just have a real positive glow because it's it's kind of meant that way being that it's her love letter to them and she i think she worshiped uh lucille ball and just knowing obviously it's it's stock so it's it's got a spin a positive spin towards them we didn't get to hear any of the bad only the good um yeah i was laughing and smiling all the way through this film Except for a couple of Cuban dance moves, of course. I love this doc. And I want to see what Amy does next. Hopefully she does a thing on Carol Burnett. It was Mondo. Hmm. Hmm. What say you, Murray? Okay. Well, Jim invited me over to watch this because I don't have Prime. The Prime. The Prime. Whatever. 
Um, yeah, uh, I also loved uh, Lucy and. What was it called? Lucy and, Lucy and Desi show? Lucy and Desi. What was it called? Lucy and Desi. No, I, mean, I love Lucy. I love Lucy. I love Lucy. It's real simple. Although I'm not as old as you, all of my TV was actually in color. What? <laughs> Unless it was a black and white show. Um, ah. I do watch Andy Griffith too. That was Leave It to Beaver was always in black and white, the way it was supposed to be. There you go. See, he knows TV. Andy Griffith. He's lying. Um, yeah, this movie was full of fun facts. I didn't know about this power couple from the 50s. Yeah. I actually thought Desi Arnaz was just some bongo player from Cuba that rode on Lucille Ball's coattails for years. Turns out he was actually a shrewd businessman and a powerful TV producer. So you were wrong, Murray. I was. Dead wrong. Pleasantly surprised. Even though they were only married for 20 years, they remained an important part of each other's lives forever. Mm. Uh, This film was sweet, sappy, filled with funny moments in the classic TV show. And a variety of star-studded interviews. But this film did drag on a little bit. It was a loving tribute by a first-time director, Amy Poehler. Almost worthy of a Mondo. Just a man. All right. Yeah. And Bryce was letting us smell his armpits. I don't know so what he was doing there. He's got something to say. Uh, yeah. Lucy and Desi. Uh, the film covers a lot of ground and does it competently from humbling beginnings to superstardom. We follow the paths of Lucy and Desi as they come together and take over Hollywood. The use of audio tapes exclusive to this project combined with home movie footage and archival clips tells the story of the couple through triumph and tragedy as never seen before. There's definitely a great affection from filmmaker Amy Poehler as she examines the life of one of her heroes, Lucille Ball. As such, it becomes a bit of a puff piece, but yes. that is okay as it is well executed. The right notes are hit as she interviews family, friends, and colleagues. It is a touching tribute. By the end, I definitely felt I had greater understanding of the subjects than when the film started. This was really quite good for a puff piece, but it was still a little too sugary for my taste. What? It was math. What uh, I suspected you would say. Well... Still still worth watching. You know what? Here's the thing. If it's a subject, if it's of a subject matter, to your point of a puff piece, Mm -hmm. where you absolutely love those people, then I can't help but fall in love with the actual Yeah, I mean, it's obviously, she she didn't want to bring up anything dark about them. Well, there was. They obviously had their dark moments. Yeah, there was. But but they didn't really explore them. They could have touched on a lot of Desi's uh, alcohol, drug use, and and they kind of minus him out of the picture. But ultimately, the message of Lucy being such a leader for women in television oh, is the message no that you're going to come back with and to say, you know, obviously she had that much of a positive impo- Im- well, yeah. influence on Amy's life. So, Well, yeah, because yeah. without Lucy Ball, there's no Carol Burnett. I'm okay. There's Seeing Carol Burnett talk about anything? Yeah. yeah. That was cool. And, and seeing the scene, okay, so this is the best part for me as we're watching it, and there's a scene in I Love Lucy where she comes out and she's got these... Looks like it was curtains into her dress. Uh, but, her dress. And I'm like, yeah. 
that's totally where Carol Burnett ripped that Maybe. scene off that she, Carol Burnett's more known for. So it was kind of funny to see, like, wow, even there she's influencing anyway, her. Yeah, no, she influenced a whole gener- generations of female comics. So there you go. Yep. But the doc was fine. It was fantastic because I'm, I loved it. I'm glad I watched I it. I cried a bit. I laughed a bit. And I smiled all the way oh, through And it. I watched it with a stone face. Because you're stone cold. Bryce. But I still right. liked it okay. All right. Well, let's right. let's go to the cinemas. Because this darker, is where things are really going to get crazy. Some, some darker subject matters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got some new... Uh, we got some new cinema music tonight, just to get into the groove. Just to change it up. It smells like I feels like I want to smoke a bowl while I listen to this music, though. Until this show's over. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Jim and I went to see on a Friday afternoon. The Batman. The Batman. I went to see it too. On a Thursday. Yeah, That's but not with us. It's for boring I, people. I Thursdays. saw it before you guys saw it. It's dead. That's nothing to brag about, knowing what the That's movie right. is. Well, the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham. Batman is forced to enforce to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his own family's involvement. I guess the question is, do we really need another Batman movie? No, sure, absolutely not. not. I think we did. I Especially if didn't. it's done a little different. Uh, excluding TV shows or animated versions, this is the 10th Batman film since 1966. Uh, they also included Suicide Squad and, and Joker, but didn't really include the character. True enough. Um, the Batman is not the Batman movie we need. Maybe if we hadn't had Ben Affleck brooding through various Snyder cuts like the human embodiment of a contract obligation. He was so good. Um, the Batman is the Batman movie we deserve, though. Dark and brooding and too long-winded, just like most millennials. <laughs> it's just, it's good enough to wish it were better. A classic superhero story that sells out in favor of providing cheap thrills. Mm. It turned the world's greatest detective into a clueless, bumbling cop in a rubber suit. When has a dark knight ever showed up at a crime scene afterwards like he was Jill, uh, Gil Grissom? That's a CI, CSI reference for you TV I folks. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. His Batmobile was a joke? Uh, Bruce Wayne is a billionaire and he drives a $40,000 souped-up Dodge Charger. Didn't even have any gadgets. Then again, neither did his bat utility belt. Uh, Pattinson definitely got the brooding part right, but not much else. And what the hell was Colin Farrell doing in this film? If you don't read credits, you wouldn't even be able to tell it was him. They could have cast any other actor, maybe somebody closer in size and appearance to save the thousands of dollars in makeup they had to use on him. I agree with you there. I was looking forward to this and was completely disappointed. Oh, no. I like Superman better anyway. Rage. Rage. Wow. Nice. I think we're going to have a possibly a rage sandwich because I'm not going to give it a rage. Spoiler alert. All right. There is so much about the Batman that I loved. Uh-huh. I loved how Robert Pattinson played the Cape Crusader. I thought he was very, very good. I loved the performance of Paul Dano as the Riddler. I thought he was fantastic. I think Paul Dano is always fantastic. I loved the look of the film. 
I love the score as it pulsated through every scene. I love the fact that this three-hour movie did not seem like a three-hour movie. It, it breezed by for the most part, and it probably could have ended at a few points towards the last 30 minutes, but eh, whatever. All in all, I was enjoying this quite a bit. That is up until the arena scene where it got a little silly. It got silly then? Yeah, and the way the flooding happened had me a little confused. And how did Catwoman's motorcycle not get washed away by the flood? Where did she park it? Also, could we have not gotten someone else to play the penguin instead of putting Colin Farrell in a fat suit with copious amounts of makeup and rubber on his face? Why not cast someone like Vincent D'Onofrio, who could have just slipped right into the role with little modification? If you require an actor to don a fat suit to play the role, then you should get another actor. Anyways, I suppose this can be summed up in the same way that every superhero movie can be summed up. It was a superhero movie, so it was meh. That is a rule for you, it's true. Rules are made to be broken. Well, to start, I want it to be said that I am a huge fan of Robert Pattinson. Jeffrey Wright, Andy Sudeikis, John Turturro, Peter Skarsgård, and Colin Farrell. The cast in this was outstanding. What about Paul Dano? Yeah, I already said that while you were talking. That Paul Dano is excellent in everything. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about Paul Dano a little later in the show. Right. I also didn't mind Zoe Kravitz and what we got to see of her. I also like the shooting style and the lighting. All yep. the darkly lit shots yep. were great. Yep. Backdrops to a Batman film. Yep. It completely fit what we should see for a Batman. Yep. But this is not the undoubted Christopher Nolan Batman. And if you all remember my comments from a couple of months ago, I said, all you superhero stories, expect it to be a rage unless you give me something new and original. This was an original Batman movie. It was not anything new though, but it was new to be back to the Batman detective days. You know, when Batman was a detective, not a superhero. So if you look at this more as a detective story and not like a superhero movie, that's what I think I'm gonna do right now. Well, we got a little bit of the Saw franchise. We got a little bit of the Seven franchise. Like, what's in the box? Or as Batman said, what did you do? And then we got a little bit of Batman. Take your pick, which one? The detective side was contrived and convenient and underwhelming. Nothing new in detective land, except most detective films aren't three hours long and take forever to end. This film was slow and dark, which normally I love, but not if it's rated PG dark, which this was. It wasn't even PG-13. I mean, he says, I'm vengeance. And then the bad guys are like, what? How? What, what are we? We're frightened because you might punch us a little bit harder than you would someone else. So as a superhero movie, this film was not only not better than any other superhero movie I've seen. And as a detective story, it was even worse because apparently no one 
and I mean no one in this movie except Batman seems to have a clue as how to solve everything. Basically, he wanders around finding clues. The Riddler leaves him conveniently, conveniently. and he's overly supportive by his cop man, Jimbo Gordon. Follows along, just happy to be in his shadow. This had nothing to give Robert Pattinson anything to work with. with. It was just unfortunate because I think if you have if you can directly compare Nolan's films to this film you get way more character built there was no character builds in this at all and I just think it didn't give any of these fantastic actors a chance to shine we get partially developed characters partially formed subplots which I found that midway through I didn't even care what the story was and I started looking at my watch way too soon into this three-hour really? mess of a oh, reboot. I thought it would breeze by. So as predicted, but wishing differently, superhero movies are still a rage. And so is the Batman. I was right. It's a rage sandwich. It is a rage sandwich. With, with yeah. this with movie Matt in the middle. But you probably thought this, I would like it. Uh, I didn't really. I am pretty lenient when it comes to superhero movies. He but is pretty lenient. Just I'm the fact surprised that he gave it a raise. They basically slapped it, I was Bob Kane in the face with all of his... First off, no, you not. can't make a Batman movie that's fucking PG. I'm yeah. sorry. That is the first rule no, no, of Batman. No. He's dark they, and brooding. They, they did. I just watched it I on know. And, and that's, well, why, that's another reason why it's a rage. I don't mind the fact that Batman's... Like, this is two years into he is the Batman. No, so I get the fact that the gadgets aren't there and no, his car isn't no, there. The, I get your point. He's a billionaire the, and he's the driving main, a the Ford main point Charger. That I got from your your uh, description, though, is basically the Riddler left him clues. Oh, yeah. And he was not able to outwit or outthink the Riddler. No. That it, is not the Batman that I know. No. It, your point's well taken. That's should, what I'm saying. This was Batman should have eventually been able to figure stuff out and been a step ahead of him. It's just conveniently dropped clues that Batman's just supposed to find. It was like it was like I was watching like a Hardy Boys episode <laughs> from TV from the 1980s, 70s. and I'm like, okay, so they're just gonna go to another scene, and there's gonna be another clue the Riddler gives him, and he's gonna go, look, yeah. I found a clue because yeah. nobody else could find it, and then I'll go to another clue and find that. And then, oh, I'll go to the... It, it was... This was really, really, was. really, really awful. Yeah, and I love Robert right. Pattinson. And I love every single one of the actors in here. They oh, should be all embarrassed. As Batman, he did a decent no. job. As yeah. the character, Bruce Wayne Batman, I yeah, liked him. I, I wish there was more of it. I just didn't, it was like, just, I didn't like anything else in the no, movie. Every, uh, no, this was, movie... You it were... Was, it was fine. It you was were, meh. No, it was terrible. Yeah, it was completely awful. Go watch the Christopher Nolan yes. trilogy. Or They're Michael all Mondo. Keaton. Thank you very much. Mm. Or even Batman and Robin with Arnold Schwarzenegger was better. Uh, no, it I wasn't. will agree with yeah, that. <laughs> I will absolutely agree. Absolutely not. I would see that in a heartbeat. At least that was funny. Even the Jim Carrey Riddler was better. That's no. right. Oh God. Yes. Yes, Thank you, was. Jim Carrey. Plus, Thank the music you, on that one Jim was better. Carrey. I'm sorry. You're saying the Jim Carrey Riddler was better than Paul Dano's pr- Riddler? Yes. You're fucking I'm, insane. I'm saying that. <laughs> you are okay. absolutely... I, I have, I have I, to draw the line. Yeah, I think are, Paul are, Dano is amazing in everything. Yeah. There's uh, absolutely but, no And he was way. really good. He was I fantastic. think Jim Carrey... The movie that Jim Carrey was in was a comedy. It's a completely different Batman story. Yeah. But it was funny. And this was none of those things. Yes, yeah. it's true. It, it was, was way okay. too serious. Well, let's it. mix it up. And let's go see a cuff movie. Cuff. 
Off the Cuff. Yeah, the Calgary Underground event. Film Fest Thank at an Off the Cuff event. Thank you to our friend Cuff for putting this on. After Yang. And they're, they're, you can check out everything Cuff, by the way, at calgaryundergroundfilm.org. And for those of you living in Alberta. Southern Alberta. Get down here in April when the yes, festival's on. festival starts in yep. a month in a bit. Okay, tell us about After Yang. All right. After Yang, written and directed by Kaganada. That's is, pretty good. Is an original look at the future. It opens up with one of the most entertaining sequences I have seen in recent memory as families compete in a sort of dance-off while being scored and henceforth eliminated by some overseeing judge. So good. It is the most fun I've had watching the opening credits of any film ever. Uh, the story is basically family purchases refurbished Android to babysit and teach their daughter. Android becomes part of the family. Android breaks. Father has to try to find someone to fix Android as the warranty has expired. Tea is consumed and discussed. Much tea. Digital memories are recalled. Relationships are examined. Clifton Collins Jr. shows up for yes, a few he scenes. Does. And we are left with much to think about by the end of the film. Jake. Kira, my, uh, Mika, and Yang, who is a techno-sapien, techno-sapien. Are, are a fascinating family to observe. Jake is perhaps the most fascinating as we watch Colin Farrell inhabit this man who is cautious and uncertain and frustrated and solemn all at the same time. This is the best, and I'm, I absolutely mean this, this is the best that I have ever seen Farrell. Yeah. It is a brilliant, subtle performance that completely blew me away. The film asks a lot of questions about family and reliance on technology and corporations and grief and does it all in a powerful moving way. It is not preachy. It provides no clear answers to the questions it raises. It is a thoughtful and enthralling science fiction film with a ton of heart and a great cast. After Yang was Mondo. So, <clears throat> after Yang, this film takes the emotions of our technobots from Blade Runner and evolves this universe to a whole new level. This is ultimately a story of love, loss, grief for a valued family member who had touched so many lives before them. The final words spoken in this film tell us so much. I want to be a melody, but perhaps... It's the harmony that makes our sound and lives more rich. Needs to be spoken, as Bryce had mentioned, the opening five minutes of this film could have been the most funny and joyful scene ever from a movie that's ever been produced, where pure, unconditional love and joy are expressed through a family dance-off, and then we get from pure joy to pure sorrow in the blink of an eye. This film was a new look at the future of humanity, science, love, and grief, and so much more. It's culturally diverse and deepens family and what family means and what it could mean in the future. If I had any complaints, it would be Koganada, our director, has the tendency to put in my opinion important shots just outside of vision scope for a part of the shot and then zooms in halfway through which i found took away some of the emotions of the shot I, he did it about five or six times and i'm like dude just show us what's happening but outside of those that one small point 
This film made me cherish my family even more. And the next time I drink my tea, I am going to see if I can smell and taste the earth within it. I loved the quietness and introspective of each character in this film. And oh yeah, this film was also Mondo. Wasn't it though? I, I just... I just couldn't believe... Well, we'll talk about it once Murray's talked. I don't think he's going to love it as much as we did because it's very, very slow. It's a slow movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's not Murray's movie. It's like Uh, you know me or something. I do know you. Uh, So, first 10 minutes were highly entertaining. Yes, they were. The whole Dance Dance Revolution scene was hilarious. Yes, it was. It was, and best. it made me think this would be a light-hearted film. <laughs> no, uh, and was, then the rug was pulled it from us. Not. I even had hope, and I thought there was a government conspiracy involving spyware and evil corporations. You do love spyware. That wasn't it either. Nope. What we got instead was a warm-hearted, touchy-feely family film about a sad little girl whose robot sibling dies. Good performances all around, many beautiful Harder. visuals. Uh, the dialogue is stilted and the pacing is slow. So slow. Uh, the filmmaker was very fond of wide shots and shooting, se- shooting scenes through objects, yes. as Jimmy mentioned. I love that. I am not. I am not a fan of that either. Plus, I I, we were it. in the back row, and I was not wearing my glasses. So, yeah. Well, you can't you can't actually see what's happening. It's, and it, to me, it, the, every like he was afraid scene. of close-ups. Yeah. Well, but he did get close-ups. Not as many as he probably should. No, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm... That's the only fault I had yeah, for him. I had a big problem with that. Um, How big was this? Uh, the good outweighs the bad. Uh, this is a film I liked but didn't really love. So yeah, it was a man. Yeah. You know what? Good for you, Murray. I didn't hate it because this is this is. And yeah, Colin Farrell was outstanding. This is a he very was. heavy, 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 heavy drama. It is heavy <laughs> drama, and you know. This like reads like a book for me and Bryce. It's like you could predict this from a mile away that we were going to love this movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, as soon as I knew that we went from from dance dance revolution, as Murray calls it, to yeah. to dread dread dreadolution. What what a bait and switch though. I know. <laughs> I'm just like we're. I think I thought we were gonna. All of a sudden, I'm like, is this gonna be like a wacky comedy? And then all of a sudden, well, that's a one eighty. And you and I were like. You and I were literally laughing solid oh. for seven minutes. Oh, it was so good. And I heard no, you. And I nobody else, you. everybody in the theater was looking yeah, at it. I'm like, like how, you are you stoned. Not, how are you not liking <laughs> this? They thought you guys were stoned. It was so funny. I was stoned the, the whole, on humor. The whole mo- theater, which was actually packed, was, yeah, looking at you guys because you were laughing your ass. It was so, so funny. It was so good. But yeah, oh. the, the laughter died pretty quick. It did it indeed. Did. It, it went from... And yeah, we learned and a new term. it was ter- still fantastic. We learned a new term, techno-sapien. Techno-sapien. I'm, I'm so happy about it. Sure. Like, did, you know what? As we're watching this, like it's such an original concept, but there is so much influence. Like if you think of Blade Runner, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm thinking oh, Blade yeah. Runner, There's right? Blade like Runner. it's like yep. It's almost like this could be the Blade Runner... Three or family version of Blade Runner. I don't know. There was, it it was pretty. Kill, they don't have this much people. dread in family, though. Yeah, but yes. Blade Runner don't, 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 don't the, the replicants like kill people. So I mean, there's that. But. Yeah, but ultimately they didn't. They just wanted to live. They wanted their species to survive. Yes. I'm. I was on. I was on. Anyway, on the robots. Uh, yeah, I think most of the crowd enjoyed it. So it was a good outing yeah. for Cuff. Yeah, and look forward to next week. I loved it. With X. Except for I, I will neither Bryce be, or I will, I will get to alone see. be there. For yes, yeah, you will. but it I'll, is I'll, I'll see it. I'll see it like 
right after. There you go. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> well, a few days after. All right. Are you ready? Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Now, my rage this week could easily go to the fact that we didn't need another Batman. <laughs> we don't need another Batman. Let's we don't need another <laughs> way home. Let's not bring up any copyright issues. That's oh. right. <laughs> we just need to go beyond the Batman dome. Beyond the Batman. <laughs> Especially because the dome scene was the worst. No, it was horrible, I could. Wasn't it? Uh, it was so that awful. Stupid arena it was this, scene. Oh yeah, my god! That was just like the icing that on the cake for me. It, for me. it could have been Mondo for me if it wasn't for that. How, how could you? How, this was like one step. Oh, was this is one step above a Liam Neeson movie. It was so. It was that far, stupid. It was really good, except for a couple no, little things that kind of sunk it. This isn't even my rage. My actual what rage. What is your rage, Jim? My actual rage is once again Putin. Until oh, he fucking stops yes, invading I, Ukraine, I he is my rage. That's fair it. That's all fine, I have this week. And Batman fucking hated that movie. It was good. But it wasn't right, great. <laughs> it was awful. It was all right. It was awful. My rage is going to involve Batman, though. Oh, good. Stuff that I'm pretty lazy, so it's why something ben, I already brought up. So. Why Ben Affleck wasn't in it? Uh, <laughs> that's Affleck. his rage. My rage is rage. the Batman. <laughs> Batfleck isn't my, in there. My rage is that Ben Affleck has wrecked Batman for me forever because Ben yeah, Affleck too. is so fantastic in the role that no one can ever measure up. That's actually not my rage, but that's actually good rage. Thanks for. Actually, my rage may be the fact that Robert Pattinson is so much better than Ben Affleck. Oh, nobody's that. better than Ben Affleck at anything. Okay. At least when it comes to. In your mind. At least when it comes to on screen. Finest actor. You know, if I didn't have such a big meal, generation. get on with it. Some my rage this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is coming from the man who's going to have a seven-hour merman minute. <laughs> no, I will not. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, my rage this week is Colin Farrell as Oswald Cobblepot. If you have to don a fat suit in order to play the Penguin for, or any other role for that matter, then you should not be cast in that role. There are plenty of actors with the body type to play the penguin, but instead some skinny Irishman gets the nod. He did not bring anything to the role that someone such as, I, as I mentioned before, Vincent D'Onofrio could not have brought. Yep. Just as well, without having to stuff a, a suit full of padding. But do, okay, so here's a question. Yes. For sure he was wearing a fat suit and he didn't do like yes. a, he yes. didn't gain all the weight like yeah, Christian yeah. Bale. And, and, he didn't do a Christian no, Bale on us? Okay, well, then, that's, then I'm on rage From with the that. interview that I saw, it took four hours to put him into makeup. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a reason to rage. Stupid. Oh, sorry. That's another reason to rage about this. Ah, see, you know, well, that and the, the, the arena scene. Where, what was with and the, the entire movie. The water didn't does not work that Remember way. Remember when the whole movie was a PG rated? Oh, I kind of liked the movie. It was good for. So is it because and it went by pretty quickly? I know, I know. You've said lately I that your like brain's three, not fully operational. Three hours was like wow. You, that was three hours. I it felt like seven. God. But I know you've said lately good. that your brain isn't fully operational. So I'm wondering if it's yeah, be, I if that. the direct if the detective story that was so simply played out 
was just so easy for you to follow? That's what you enjoyed about it? No, Maybe. I actually I enjoyed. I, honestly, Paul Dano. Like, he was great. Was so fantastic. Yes. Um, I really enjoyed this, the the soundtrack. I thought the score was tremendous. I really enjoyed most of the shots. I thought it was just. I could have sat there and just kind of watched it with no sound, and it would have been great. It was a very good-looking movie. It was. There, I'll was, give a, you that. there was a lot that I really. But the I movie said, itself was, some, was terrible. There was the stuff in there that I had problems with, but overall, it was good. It was meh. It was a superhero movie. So it's meh. rage. Eh. For you, they're this meh. Is your rage For me, moment, it's rage. So. Anyways, uh, so Colin Farrell. Get back into After Yang and get out of the Penguin. It's so dude. crazy. He goes for, we watched two Colin Farrell movies. And yeah, we did. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. The other one, you know, Rage. wasn't. Subsiding. Screw that. I was cut off there. I could have gone on for another 10 minutes. Sure, you glad you, you were done. It is written, the meek shall inherit the earth, but not on my watch. I am King Asylus. I wasn't born to be a king, but America needed something democracy could no longer give her. And so, like a chess master, I made my moves with anticipation and bravado. This is not just my story, nor simply about my rise to power. This is a story about our world and the monsters that control governments. What happens when the monsters cannot control me? The rise of King Osiris. Listen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Visit theriseofkingosiris.com. Oh, baby. Interesting. Oh, baby. You know what time it is? The Merman. Multiple minutes. Multiple minutes. Bryce is our superhero right now. Bryce. He managed to open a window, so. You know, if you were, if the superhero movie was called Bryce, it would be a Mondo right be a Mondo. now. Well... Yeah, is this part it. three? We're finally no. at part three. No, you gotta wait another week for that one. Oh god, kill me now. <laughs> Colin Farrell. Okay. Yeah. You piqued my interest. I am also very excited right now. This week we saw two films starring the Irish actor. Though I challenge anybody who saw the Batman to pick him out of a crowd with all that makeup on. This is coming up to St. Patrick's Day next week. I thought I'd take a look at his catalog of films. I've always had a love-hate relationship with his movies. And I'm only going to talk about the movies that I've, I've seen, though there are several good that movies. That you've liked? Have, that or I've, that you just saw? Period. That I've okay. Seen. I haven't seen everything. I've heard The Lobster's good. I haven't seen that. Lobster's it. great. It's Mondo. Uh, Mondo. He's actually made over 50 feature films. Nice. First, the We're going to raid all yours, by the first, way. First, the bad slash ugly. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Starting with the Ben Affleck piece of crap, Daredevil. That was, was rage. Even if I don't openly despise Ben it. Affleck and saw this it film mainly because right. of the Evanescence song, 
Uh, Colin Farrell was at his hammy overacting worst in this film. He was bad in this. So many movie cheesy was terrible. Yeah. in this one. It was all right. And Ben Affleck was, was also meh. awful. Uh, it's a superhero movie. Next up, the one I have the most rage for, which we've already talked about, Alexander. Oh God! Oh, yeah, that's a rage. Um, uh, I've already we've already gone I, over this, I, but I, I keep on blocking it out of my memory. I just want to add a couple things. First, my name, middle name is Alexander, and I've been obsessed with Alexander the Great since junior high. So that's how much I was looking forward to yeah, this you film. You must have been looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks, Mr. Farrell and Miss Jolie for completely ruining it for me. But. They didn't make it, did they? They just no. They were in it. They they ruined it. They destroyed the legend. Well, I don't think they did. I think it was the director. Well, whoever whoever wrote directed it then. That was all of They were still Stone terrible. One, wasn't yeah, it? there you go. Oh. Yeah, something. Thank you, I Mr. Think Stone. It was. Uh, and then thirdly, Total Recall slash Miami Vice. Uh, Take your pick. Yeah. Both were uh, unnecessary remakes from the eighties. Yes, they're both. Well, rich. Miami Vice was awful. Badly done, tired and stories. Total Recall didn't need to. Colin should have said no. Hey, enough of this crap. On to the good stuff. Good All right, stuff. good stuff. Like First good up, stuff. Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah, it was yeah, a Mondo. Though okay. the stars of this film were Tom Hanks as Walt Disney and Emma Thompson as Mary Poppins author P.L. Travers, uh, Farrell put in a solid performance as her alcoholic father that she based the character of Mr. Banks on. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it was a nice journey through his life. Sweet. Uh, uh, next up, Steven Spielberg's Vision of the Future Minority Report. Starring Tom Cruise. My boy, Tommy Cruise. Was made better with Colin Farrell Meh. as the government's stoolie investigating Meh. and eventually Mondo. chasing him. Super Mondo. It was a good role for him. Man. He was great. Tom Next was great. Next up, one which will be controversial, Phone Booth. Yeah, they somebody no, put it in our rage bag. bag. Not yeah. a popular choice. I, I enjoyed it. the action in this I one. Yeah, I did, did too. too. Trapped in a phone booth by a sniper and forced to admit all his sins to the people I think it was hurt. Amy. Amy, you're wrong. Uh, phone booth Bonus casting of Tommy Douglas's grandson, Kiefer Sutherland, as the nasty voice at the other end of the line. Yes. I love my Kiefer. He does. A little too much, I might Stop add. Stop one I'm sure we can all agree on. The Gentleman. Yes. I'm not a big fan of Guy Ritchie, or Hugh Grant for that matter. I'm a, uh, huge, I'm a fan huge fan of, of uh, This film was a joyride for the senses. Though it boasts a killer ensemble like Grant and Matthew McConaughey, Farrell's coach steals the film. Best line that I can repeat in public. You are embarrassing yourself here, lads. Kids stab. Girls shoot. Boys punch. Grown-ups fight with their heads. That's where the real battle is. Up here in the gray. Now wake up, lads. Life's quick and you're slow. Life's hard on a bone top. This is before he beats the shit out of a couple of kids in a, nice. a sandwich shop or whatever. Uh, and... Number one that I loved, In Bruges. Yes. It's so good. We're just talking about the director not Colin that long Farrell ago. Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson is two hitmen hiding out in Belgium after loved a botched it. job and hating every minute of it. Loved it. So Fabulous. good. And that is all I can't believe I we all got. three of us love that movie. There you go. One of us should have hated it. Mondo. There's a Mondo. All right. The moment you've all been waiting for. And lucky for me, I got to rewatch this movie twice. Twice? Yeah, because I fell asleep watching <laughs> the first time. time. And then I just rewatched the whole movie again. I think it's always also three hours long. Yeah. Is it? It's long. It's not it's long. Hours, but it, it? it doesn't feel long. No. And I kind of wish 
Well, I won't say it until after. So we've got Peter Dinklage, mm. Francis McDormand, mm. and Sam Rockwell. All three were in three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And I think it's pretty obvious who is the most mesmerizing in this. It was all her movie. You all know I'm going to vote Frances McDormand. It's She was brilliant, I, and that's my vote. I, I thought I was voting Frances McDormand, but I'm Sam Rockwell. I He was good. He was fantastic. So he was put, fantastic. Why did we put Peter, Peter Dinklage in this then? We it's did. Like, well, I mean, why? It's like, because yeah, he was, he was in, in the movie. Barely. I mean, it wasn't his strongest. That's the way He's it goes still sometimes. in the movies. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, nothing, nothing so, changes. So, when nothing changes... This is okay. I'm fine with it. You know what? The more we try to take people out, the more I'm like, I'm okay. okay These people it. are actually mesmerizing. They, they need to all be on it. Well, so. unless we come with one that isn't. Now that now that Christopher Walken is in the mix. Yes. We're going to start be, doing we some. Might, it's a walk It's off. a walking off. Okay. So on top of that, I, as I mentioned um, last week. Yes. We have to talk about Julia Stiles. I don't, what are we talking about? We? Well, we could talk about all kinds of things. Okay, well. In particular, I find her repulsive. Nope. So. Not going to put her on the repulsive list. All right. Well, okay. Well, let's go past that. Let's go with her last eight movies, let's shall we? Let's do that. Actually, I'm curious about this. All I, right. I don't know that I've seen any of them. Maybe I have. I don't know. All right. So, The God Committee. Never heard of it. It was a rage. Who was in it? Anybody? It's a bunch of people like Kelsey Grammer. Oh, God. Kelsey yeah. Janine Garofalo. Uh, yeah. It's, I dare you to watch that one. All right. Then she was in a movie called Hustlers, which was a rage. Was that the that one with J-Lo? J-Lo? I'm pretty sure it's That's the one with J-Lo. It was meh. Okay. So it was a rage for me. Like the dancing scene. It was fine. There's a movie it called. It terrible. It was awful. Then there's a movie called Trouble. She's in with Angelica Houston, Bill Pullman, David Morse. Mm, didn't see it. I didn't see it either. So that could be one. Then she was in a movie called The Drowning, which was a rage. Is anyone writing this down? Mm, no, but that's okay. Um, yeah, Why I, is it okay? I, didn't, I didn't see The Drowning either. Because right now we, there's just that one movie that we got to watch. Uh, okay. And so then she was in Jason Bourne, which to me was a meh. It was a meh. she in all the Bournes? Yeah. It was meh. And then she was in a movie called 1155, which I did not see. I did not see either. Man. And it's got Victor Almanzar is the first. Because she doesn't have a big role in it. Oh, John Leguizam was in it. It's got a IMDb rating of not good. Let's put it mm. that way. How far are we down now? I don't know. I thought you were counting. That's about six. You're the one with the pencil. I don't have, the magic I don't pencil. have one. Here's the magic pencil. And then she was in a movie called Misconduct. That sounds awesome. Okay. (laughs) That's a rage just for its title. (laughs) It starts Josh Dumel, Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino. Yeah. We might have to discuss Anthony. That's a rage. (laughs) I don't have to see it. It's a rage. Uh, Then there's a TV movie, which we can't count. No. Uh, The Great Gilly Hopkins. I have no idea what that is. Okay, I think we've gone eight, though. Okay, I think it, I don't understand why I got to watch it. Obviously, this is amounting to me having to watch a Julia Stiles yeah. movie. I've watched two of hers lately, and they both made me vomit. Okay, go back to the top of the list where okay, I, gave, so, I gave something a man. I'll watch something beside it. Okay, so The God Committee. Right. 
which is a rage. Whatever. I didn't see Hustlers, it. which to What's me was man? a rage. Okay, what's the next one? Trouble. Trouble. Okay, I got to watch Trouble or the God Committee. Either. And then The Drowning. It doesn't matter. Trouble, if Trouble or the God Committee is a man, then it's, she's not on the list. That's true. So I'm And it's you to, that so, has to watch it. Yeah, whatever. You know the rule. Yeah, You're sticking fine. up for her. I'm sticking up for her. She's not that bad. She's fine. She's repulsive. Yeah, she's not. You're just, you're just still poopy about having to watch The Prince and Me, and that's, yeah, that's that his... Was. Uh, that was the worst movie ever made. Exactly, and it's, it's skewing your opinion of it. It is a little bit skewing nice. my opinion. The other thing that we have to do today is we have to remove Paul Dano from, from Undoubted. Why? Because both Murray and oh, I gave the Batman a rage. I can't believe you guys gave him... I can't believe you gave it a Mac because it was terrible. I'm sorry, Paul Dano. Oh, for Up until this loud. movie, didn't even you've been undoubted. It didn't even occur to me that he was coming off the list. Yeah. I didn't realize what your rages was doing. Wow. Yeah. That's, 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 and I didn't realize poopy. it till after the fact because I was like, wait a minute. Paul oh, Dano's either no. mesmerizing or he's undoubted. No. And then when I looked, no, he was because I put him forward. And he was, and that was a good one. It was really good. Then he made the one of the worst movies of this year. It was okay. No, it was really bad. I think, and it wasn't just a single rage. Like we could have had the, we could have had this vote when Murray wasn't here, and he still wouldn't have made it. Maybe you need to watch it again. No, no, Batman. I I never really don't. I never want to see it ever again. But Paul Dano is undoubted. No, he was undoubted. No, the great. Paul Dano is no longer doubted. Well, he's only got to go eight more films, and eight maybe films. he'll be back. There you go. But he's going to probably be in the Batman sequel. <laughs> maybe that one will be a man. I think it'll be Mondo. Maybe. There's hope. Because a lot of this was. If they just could have just done a had few a script. Different. If they would have had a script <laughs> that wasn't written for 12-year-old boys reading a Hardy Boys or a Nancy Drew story, then it would have been okay. I liked it okay. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I'm not even saying then. It's all right. It was really bad. Or how about the scene where she reaches over the edge and pulls Batman up with her left hand? She's got some <laughs> guns, apparently. Well, as I say, that whole sequence, everything that happened in that stupid arena needed to not happen. To me, everything after the two-hour mark needed not to happen. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking no. about we're farewell. Moving we're moving on. So long. Alvida Zena There you go. To Paul Dano. Goodbye, a do a do That's poopy. It's well, the poopy. Okay. Well, you know what the real poopy is? No. Well, last week on Rage or Dare, Jim and Bryce had the extreme privilege, some may say ironic coincidence, happened when they pulled the Sarah Jessica Parker film Sex and the City from my ice cream bucket of rage. That mm. was kind of really ironic how this that happened. <laughs> Bryce is on his own. And he gets to choose Rage or Dare. Let's check in first with Bryce and see if Sarah Jessica Parker was unfairly put into both repulsive and doubted lists. Overall, Sex in the City caused the boys to rethink their bad decision from the previous week, which I doubt. Hmm. Okay, here we go. <laughs> bum, bum. <laughs> Sex and the City. What was that? I'm definitely not the target audience. This was an exercise in stamina. The fact that I got through all five hours of it is amazing. Wasn't it seven? Why was it so long? Why were the characters so awful? 
Why were the situations so dumb? Why would anybody want to marry Carrie Bradshaw? Why would anybody want to be her friend? Why did this do well enough at the box office to spawn a sequel? Who was this made for? And that is, and this is just not a gender thing. As my girlfriend found herself asking the same questions. I hated this movie. It has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. It is apparently a comedy, yet is completely devoid of humor. It is to borrow a friend, uh, for, for a friend, a friend, it is to, it is to borrow a phrase from Jim, a sadistic rage. Oh my! You're welcome. Oh yes, Murray. He's gonna be smiling when he hears mine. All right, so I gotta say it was so great to see Carrie and Rachel and Marsha and Jan back together in the movie version of their successful TV show. Wait a minute. That wasn't their names, was it? I don't know. I don't know what their names Ah, well, were. TV people. In I know Car- I'm Karen sure that's Bradshaw. close. I know Kim Cattrall because she's I'm, Canadian. I'm sure that was close, right? Sure. Carrie, Rachel, Marsha, and Jan. That yeah. was the ladies, sure. wasn't it? Yeah, sure. Was there a Monica in there, too? It's pro- no, no, there's only just the four of them. Anyway, I didn't ever watch the show. But on the bright side, the Carrie person, who's both doubted and repulsive, takes a whole movie to plan a wedding, like a Brady Bunch episode that was way too long, but with sexual overtoned excitement. Imagine my surprise that this was the entire plot. I kind of wished there was more complexity, you know, like a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie, but it it wasn't. You know, five hours long. Exactly. (laughs) But the real big surprise was seeing the great Candace Bergen in this movie. Except that didn't last long. And it went right back to trying on clothes and reading poetry in in bed and eavesdropping on lady talk about sex with their boyfriends or husbands or house shopping. Yeah, pretty much everything in this movie was something that was either repulsive to me or that I had no interest in seeing. But wait... They did more fashion shows and played dress up some more a few times. Then something happens that reminds me of Bryce. Not because he would be feeling this torture also, but there's a scene that reminded me of helping him move. And for a short moment, I felt the friendship and compassion that these four ladies had for each other. And my heart melted a bit. Ah, Bryce. Do you remember the moving day, how we were brothers in arms tackling big TVs and furniture to bond over our aching muscles? I now know how people might have loved this movie. The friendship. Mm. No, actually, I don't know. that What the people who would see the show would actually see in anything in the show, other than the softcore sex scenes, there was nothing in the least that I found remotely interesting. And the fact that the big dude guy decided to bail on the wedding last minute made completely no sense. I mean, other than it helped to create a more soap opera drama in this movie that had no real plot. Bryce, I have to ask, did this film sell you on a wedding in your near future? Maybe that's what this movie was for. Were you supposed to watch this and go, you know what's missing from my life? A wedding. Well, just as I thought... The consensus of this movie was completely awful. I can tell by, Did, by his didn't face, that's a even big no. do anything to help Bryce out in any way, move wise or wedding wise. This film put me in a Mexi coma 
And yeah, Murray, that's what they called a joke in this movie. They used the word Mexi coma. Really? Oh, yeah. That was Mexi. Funny. She was in a Mexi coma. She was in a Mexi coma. But there was, was one really. She was, she was like out and she was in yeah, Mexico. Exactly. And she was funny. like, she was in a coma. She was in Mexico. Yeah, but there was one funny line in this movie, oh, Bryce. You were wrong. Yes. Okay. You shit your pants this year. Maybe you're done. That's not funny. <laughs> I, I laughed because <laughs> she did actually shit her pants. Uh, in case I, you didn't realize it, this movie was uh, way too long and it was f- a fucking rage. Thanks, Murray. It was bad. You know You're how to welcome. give good. You give good sadistic rage. I do know what rage is. Yes, <laughs> I do. Now, Bracey Poo. What? Let's see you. You've got to pick rage or dare. Oh, it can't be my turn again. It is. According it's always your turn. It is. So you've got dare bag or Jim's tasty bag. Uh... There's so many in the dare bag. When did you put stuff in there last? Uh, I haven't really had much. We've been kind of going straight to the rages. No dares. You know what? I'll take something out of the dare bag then. I'm going to reach in. It's probably Sex in the City too. Wouldn't that be even more funny? Like this is total random occurrence. If this is Sex in the City too, like... I've I was shopping today and I almost bought a couple more of her movies. I thought I don't want to do that nice. to you guys. Sex. In the I City don't believe too. this is even a movie. What is it called? What's it called? It's called Speak to Me in Poetry. I never heard of it. Hmm. Let's yeah, double. Let's, let's uh, fact check let's it. Let's consult dun, our Mister Google. Dun, 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 That's also copyrighted. Dun, dun, dun. It's from 2012. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got Sorry. that. Yep. And, and what is it? And it's directed by Matthew Wilson. Okay, I don't know who that is. It's a comedy from the United States. Okay. The budget was $5,000. What? So this is going to be good. How are you going to find that? Yeah. I don't know if you're going to be able to see it. I'm pretty sure I'm not. I kind of want... Uh, knowing you, you can find it. You can find think, everything. I don't think I so. I don't think you will. But yeah, it stars a bunch of people that don't have pictures on their IMDb. Oh, one person has a picture on their IMDb but nobody post. we know. Gary Clemmer plays no. Ron the Boss. Yeah, I think I need to pick a backup because I, I think can almost guarantee I'm not going to be able to find, find this. I am almost positive you will, but sure, let's pick a backup. I you will. So that'll, I will try to find I it. I know you will. But just in case, because I don't think I'm going to find it. I'm checking on just watch right now. Yeah. There you go. While you do that, I am going to pull out. Uh, is this a Madonna movie? What's it called? Swept Away? Yeah. No. Is it? Yeah, maybe yeah it, it is. is. Yeah. That isn't the Guy Ritchie one, right? Yeah, that's the one. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Um, Remember when you stopped her from being on any of our bad lists? Any of our lists? I think somebody listened and you said, st- you, "You know what? You deserve Madonna on our, li- our You list? you deserve She should be done well, all it, the time. it might go back into the bag. No, it's yeah, it's 2002. It's Madonna. Yeah. Directed by Guy Ritchie. Who she was married to. If I can time. find if I can't find the other one. Yes. And you can get it on Amazon, swept away. So oh, yeah, three point no, six out of ten on IMDb. I'll have no problem finding it. That's, Madonna, that's Bruce Greenwood, Gene Triplehorn, Elizabeth Banks. Oh, Elizabeth, why? Why Elizabeth? Why? You should be going Bruce Greenwood. Why? Like Elizabeth. Aren't you big? Oh, Bruce and Greenwood Jennifer thing? Aniston's in it. Ah, oh, Bruce Greenwood's okay. I almost met him once. All right, swept away. Yeah, it can't be that bad. 
It's five. It's got a five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> three and a half out of ten on IMDb. Have you not actually seen this? No, I haven't seen I it. I haven't. Oh well, then you're in for a treat. There you go. <laughs> I almost watched it because I was like Guy Ritchie. Yeah, should be all right. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a comedy romance. These were the dark days. Adventure film, which kind of does well, speak yeah, to Bryce. He, he does. To her, right? He does like. <laughs> he does like romance stories. He had, his, he had his dark moments too when he married her. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, so I'm looking forward to it. It'll be all right. Now, sure. we may or may not be back next week because it's not looking good that we're going to get to see any movies in There's cinemas. There's nothing coming out. And yeah. Well, so we might have to wait two one weeks of the to hear. Thing. To, yeah, to have Bryce movie. review that. Now it's in theaters and streaming. I it is. It theater. It's coming out on Wednesday in the theater and coming out on Friday on streaming, apparently. Oh, yummers. All right. Anyway, so well, that, that is a true story. It, this will, was it, will a, be, it will be at your local theater. This was a real satisfying episode for all involved, especially me. I'm usually always satisfied. Well, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to Extended Film Rage family, who you can find in our show notes. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and Public. And make sure to get your awards t-shirts before the Oscars come out so you can have your voice heard. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe everywhere. Or send us an email to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dares to see terrible movies to fuel our rage like the one Bryce is going to have to watch this coming week. I might but watch them both. You might watch them both. There you go. But no matter what you do, please make us rage. Please. Please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.